Hey everyone, welcome to SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. I'm Maria. And here's our podcast. We'd love to welcome our guests from SLP Toolkit. <laughs> Tell us your name. So I'm Sarah. I'm Lisa. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for coming all the way here to my apartment. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we flew in from Phoenix for this. This just is amazing. This, we this took one eight trains, four subways, <laughs> walked four miles from Queens to get here. In the so, rain. In the rain. <laughs> yeah. There was a rainbow at the end. Right. So there you go. The end of most stories, there there might be one. There was a literal rainbow. <laughs> right, they yeah. I actually did see a rainbow, All, which is great. Literally. Yeah, literal and metaphorical rainbow. Because I think we are the, the metaphorical rainbow at the end of the yeah, journey. That's right. Yes. But then there was a real... And it's just funny. Everybody keeps apologizing for the rain, but we're from a desert. So like, oh, this is awesome. the rain in itself is like actually a tourist site for us. Right. So yeah. like you just see rain and think hope. <laughs> <laughs> I open my mouth, I take a drink. I feel like they're the tears of Jesus. <laughs> good. That's good. That's good. It probably is. Speaking of drinking, right? <laughs> Let's go right to our wine and cheese that we're drinking Woo! today. Woo! So we have very fancy wine from Wolfer Estate. I hope I said that the right way again. And it's Sauvignon Blanc 2016. And I've actually. Yeah, tell me. Help me here. I have a confession. Every time I order this wine at a restaurant, I'm so nervous to order it. I'm like, please, someone else say it so I could just I'll be like, I'll wine. have the same yeah. wine. Yeah. <laughs> With my fillet mignon. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I feel like anytime I will not put any effort into maintaining an accent. So just like the last episode where I said calamari and mozzarella, this is a Sauvignon Blanc. Right. I'm going to try to be culturally sensitive, I think, to the French. And I'm going to say. to the people from Long Yes. Sauvignon Blanc. 2016 and I've actually had the pleasure of going to this vineyard this winery it's in the Hamptons I went for a bachelorette party and I totally recommend that because wait a minute minute. I'm really confused as an out-of-towner the Hamptons is Long Island yes Yes. is it yeah it is a very long island they aren't lying when they call it long loved it and we went there and it was such a nice like bachelorette party you know we went there we had our wine we took our pictures in the vineyard you know we partied up at night yeah it was such a nice so I totally recommend that know about the Hamptons uh, Summer House is filmed there. It's a lovely show on Bravo. And doesn't P. Diddy have a white party? Wait, you're, that's so funny you just mentioned it because when we went last year, they were filming some type of show. I don't know if it was that show, but it was. they were filming there. Bravo. I mean, anything Bravo yeah, it was, is acceptable. But they were. And I was trying to get free drinks out of them, too. I was like, oh, do you need me to be an extra? And they just ignored me. So I clearly wasn't pretty enough. Anyway. They just... They were at their production limit. And you know what? <laughs> TV shows and movies are nonsense. Celebrities, not that cool. I'm telling you, for real. Yeah. Just go over the cheese that we have with it. Uh, I'm going to try again. We're having it with Greer cheese. Greer cheese. And uh, it pairs very well and accentuates the nuttiness in the cheese, this wow. wine. Yeah. Well, the wine is very light for anyone who's interested. It's very light wine and has a fruity aftertaste. So, drink it or drink it. Oh, I say uh, drink it. Drink it. Drink it. Do you? Oh, did you guys taste the yeah, wine? Yeah, didn't. But from the looks of it, I say. Yeah, you know the these SLP toolkit ladies. Straw? 
They don't. They don't like wine. No, so I actually love wine. Oh, it just gives me a migraine. And since we're doing presentations this right. week, right? I have to be like on my A game. You're looking out for your future self yeah. for tomorrow. Yeah, one day at a time. But they are drinking. Like, don't think they're straight edge. Um, they are drinking Brooklyn Sriracha Ale, which is my favorite Brooklyn brewery beer. And um, that's the reason why I chose it. It's got hints of grapefruits and black currants. And, and we are pairing it with cheddar. Craft. <laughs> Craft. I'm cheddar putting cheese. straight up cheese whiz right in my mouth right now as we speak. Like just straight from the can. Yeah, now we're going to move on to dysphagia. We're going to talk about puree consistencies. Just kidding. No. <laughs> Are you going to chew a cracker and put it in shape of a chicken leg? Because I do know this is a serious topic, but I went into the schools for a reason, and that's because you can't kill anybody with articulation. I cannot help you when it comes to swallowing. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm totally kidding. But, I mean, I work in the nursing home setting, and I guess that was my initial fear. And then you just take it one step at a time. You know, after a couple people die, you're like, yeah, you're like, just one step at a time. That's how bad it's in my fire. I get very, I think, like Sarah said, I honestly, like, working in the schools, I'm like, even I used to tell my grad students, you're not going to hurt anybody. Like, this is just, we're learning. And so I haven't done anything with adults since college, which, you know, as we already talked about, was back in like the 60s. During Vietnam. The Vietnam War. Yeah. Yeah, but don't get it. that's next on our list after two other, wait, no, we have three things before we get to the Vietnam War. So the first thing, so you ladies have invented a wonderful online system called SLP Toolkit. Could you tell us about that and the listeners as well? Well, I will tell you that um, we have been presenting all week at the Queens District, or the Districts in Queens. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you sick of talking about this? No. Because, <laughs> no. like, I'm pretty that. sure Mick Jagger has sang Satisfaction more than you have talked about SLP Toolkit. This song sucks. <laughs> I just want to sing Happy Birthday. <laughs> no. no, but where I was going with this is, like, I sit there every time that I hear the same thing. Oh, this this is new. We don't get this these um, sirens going by. You know what? I don't know if the microphones will pick that up. They might. Just yeah. There's an ambulance outside. (laughs) This is Brooklyn. Yeah. I watched this on SUV. 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 They may have been in an SUV and then they were SVU. Yes. Yes. SVU. I know all about this law and order. All right, continue. Yes. So where I was going with that is, you know, we've been saying the same thing over and over and over, but. I don't get tired of it because mm. even at the end we've been doing a demo where you know we do our presentations aren't on the product it's more just professional development mm, okay. so that's the morning and then after lunch we come back and we get to kind of show off SLP toolkit and Sarah was going over it today and I'm like shit we're like really smart <laughs> like this this shit is awesome and everybody in here you're welcome it's a personal um, extend your yeah. use to everyone who wants to use it because it freaking will make your life easy all right well, well can yeah. you tell us a little bit about yes. it then tell us the smart so. invention and Go i will ahead. say you know at first when we first actually created this program we made it for me because I was kind of a terrible therapist. Um, and so it was a solution to all of the problems that we had as school-based SLPs. Um, and so really the, the premise of it was we wanted to design something that made progress monitoring less painful. Mm-hmm. Like this, those breaks that we have, Christmas and spring break and mm-hmm. summer, um, those are not intended to be used to, to do your progress reports and paperwork. you know paperwork. <laughs> um, those are intended to be a vacation. But unfortunately the reality is, is progress reports take a long time. And so a lot of the time we're spending 
spending outside of a typical work day. And so that was when we first um, kind of got together. We thought there's got to be a better way to do this. Let's come, kind of come up with a way to progress monitor like a teacher does. Let's design some tests that allow you to collect data for baseline and then use those same tests for progress monitoring. Sounds like you were a great therapist if you had that idea. <laughs> I mean, also, I have those moments of clarity, too, where I'm like, man, I am amazing. Yeah, I know. That was wicked smart. <laughs> yeah, I bet you're just thinking that right now after you just did that whole spiel. That was great. Well, and I think what it comes down to is I am good enough to know when I'm not good. Right. And I think that was the difference is I knew what I was weak in. You know, I knew what I really struggled with. What I didn't, wasn't really willing to do though was admit it a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. You know, like I hated to be the one to ask questions or, you know, if I really struggled with something, I didn't want to like go find out, you know, from my peers what was going on because I seriously, I honestly thought I was the only one. Uh huh. Um, and so I, I think I've a lot of been, people share yeah, that feeling though. I think we do. I think yeah. so too. And we talked about this on our podcast just recently about, um, you know, we're all kind of these type A personalities. Um, and even if you're not type A, you're type A-ish. Mm -hmm. A-B, they call it. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can pretend like you're B, but if you got through grad school, you're not. I pretend um, like I'm I don't know. I think yeah. I'm B. I don't I know have, I'm B. I don't know what B is, but I'm not A. I see people who are A, and I'm like, I'm not that yeah. at you all. you get into grad school and finish grad school? I'm very charming. <laughs> it takes more than charm. Yeah. It takes more they than charm to sleep your way through grad school. <laughs> it's a different high school. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. So, because I'm uh, working in the school system, and you said there was um, some conflicts in the schools, so I'm kind of curious, like which ones, you know, were you seeing that you felt like you wanted to repair or fix? Yeah, or, it all yeah. came down to paperwork. You know, that's yeah. something that's never that's going away. That's a big away. one. You know, there's no, we have no options to, but to write these IEPs, so you can hate them all you want. We right. have no option but to write proper supports, yeah. but you have to write them. Um, and so what we really wanted to do is find a solution to make that process less painful um, and to help you feel really confident about the data that you were getting. Um, right. And so I think what it came down to for me is I know I needed a way to just guide my thinking. There's like no possible way I can write comprehensive present levels on every student I work with, right? Right. Because their needs vary so significantly between grade levels and, and need areas. Um, and so I would have these students and I would think, well, shit, I don't know. Yeah. Like, what is he supposed to be doing? That's a real point that a lot of people tend to ignore. They think that like you walk into this career as if you're supposed to just look at someone and be like I have determined that you have apraxia exactly right. like <laughs> and it's not and then sometimes um another thing I wanted to clarify like I said on my first episode on the first episode that we did that the majority of my caseload is like quote unquote typically developing yeah. they are not they still have IEPs and they're still speech and language impaired but when those uh, like deficits are a little bit more the hidden that you can't see it until you look into their academics. That's what I love about SLP Toolkit yeah. because you have now designated everything that that child is required to do or like normed to do at that time yeah. so that you know everything to look for. Right. All of the things. We always talk about too in public school, we don't have an option to treat or not treat. You get everything across your doorstep and you can't say, well, you know, I'm more of a fluency expert and that's just everything I want to see. That's that's what clinic is for and specialties and things like that. So you do, you have this wide range of kids. Sometimes I know the caseloads here, we found out this week are like magical to us because in Arizona, we are funded about, I don't know if it's 49th or 50th in the United States for education. So it's very sad. And that was our framework. I think from even when we developed this was we um, were not funded. We knew we needed 
to, you know, you could sit there and wallow about all the things you don't have and how everything sucks. But um, Sarah and I are both, I think, more solution-oriented in nature. Yeah. So that was what really this was born out of, you know, we can't change those things. What can we do instead? And um, that's where it came from. Yeah, I totally agree with that perspective, too. I think as being a waitress the whole time that I was in school, that, like, you don't go to somebody with a problem without a solution. You don't just sit there crying about, this is wrong, this is wrong. It's like, it's like you have to just come up. You have to make it work. And that's what we're about, making exactly. it work. Exactly, with yeah. what you have. That's my yeah. biggest thing. Make it work with what you have. And you guys kind of just, like, you didn't let any sort of limitation hamper you from being the best service providers that you could be. You were just like, well, we're just going to have have to figure out a way to make this work for everybody. There's nothing wrong with venting. You know, right. I think that that's super natural, whether you are in a work setting or a personal setting, you have your people that you vent to, but then there's that very fine line into where you become annoying AF, mm-hmm. where everything that comes out of your mouth is just a complaint about something, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, you're yeah. not going to get much done, and you're making yourself no. miserable, and you're bringing everyone down. Yeah. And that's your reality. That's, yeah. I like... Just Real Housewives. Oh. Be cool. Right. right. Cool. Yeah. Right. But I think there's always a solution to something, even if it's not, like, a hundred percent what you want the solution to be at least you're like all right this is not working for me but at least i can make it like a compromise pretty much and that's what it was like when we developed so the progress monitoring was the first part of it and then we realized well you know in order to progress monitor you actually need goals <laughs> you know you, you've got to figure out what your treatment goals are right you need some and kind to get of an goals, assessment you need some type and of so assessment. that's what it was <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Yes. so that's where we designed these present level assessments and that it really came from that idea of um we needed a way to be able to get comprehensive information about strengths and needs uh, for that present level section, right? Because that's what's guiding the entire treatment plan. Um, And there was nothing out there. And so Lisa and I laugh all the time because we were like, seriously? Like it was us that was going to come up with this? You know, like, what the hell? We're here. Right. All right. (laughs) Um, You're you're in Brooklyn now? Oh, yeah. What's up, Brooklyn? And you're just failing your wills at that point, you know. Yeah. Like, and I, and I, I'm guilty of that. Um, I always have said I'm a materials hoarder, and for a lot of reasons, I do like things. But really, what it came down to is I was just always trying to fix something, right? Mm-hmm. I was trying to solve a problem, trying to find an answer, um, and just really did never have those solutions. And so it's just like th- I thought I needed more, right? And then once I kind of find found these solutions and these great ways to kind of guide my thinking and, and scaffold it, you know, SLP toolkits never intended to replace clinical judgment. Like you right. still have to know what you're doing. But it, it, the, the point of it was to streamline some of that, kind mm-hmm. of eliminate Take the, the pressure off of everything you have to know. Exactly right in this profession. Yeah, and that allows you, that allows you to kind of scale back and, and get back to what really matters, and that is absolutely providing the best treatment plans for your students, and then uh, and being able to target those skills. And I think too, like we've had questions before about like I only use the progress monitoring tools. Can you break it up? And we have had many talks about this that really it's the whole package of everything you need to do with that student so we don't want to break it up because you should be using everything yeah so do the skills kind of um 
like a hierarchy? Is that what you mean? You don't want to break it up? So no, that idea even of like, you know, we started with progress monitoring and then we're like, but then you need goals. So then we developed the goal bank and then we're like, but then how do you pick the goals that you want? So we developed the present level yeah. assessments and then, well, now you have the IEP. So you have to monitor it and take data on it. So then we have a data feature. So it's like, so it's like go big pieces. or go home. Exactly. Yeah, it really is. That's it. Our it's developers like, all the time are like, you guys really need to focus. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need you guys to kind of focus and just pick one but thing. Like, and no, they like, don't understand. Yeah. You know, it really, this, this entire product yeah. is meant to streamline the most painful parts of our job. Exactly. Well, and these were also the guys that wanted us to start with just kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They wanted, they always say like if you ever do any kind of software development, you start so, like with a small, kind of like a soft pilot of a product. Good. Right. But, um, you focus. know, focus, but then get your feedback and then, you know, kind of go from there. And so they're like, so just kindergarten. We're like, okay. And then we leave and we're like, so K-12 and let's throw in preschool. <laughs> because really, you might yeah. need to see it all. Yeah. But that, see, that is an excellent tip to give. Like, just be like, uh-huh, absolutely. I have so many people who message me for advice and they're just like, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that. I'm like, well, then just be like, absolutely, not a problem. <laughs> what, what What's going to happen after? After that, right. no and then gonna... take a picture of them and throw darts at their exactly. face. Exactly, <laughs> but just you don't have to. Just because somebody has told you to do something doesn't mean that you have to do it. I know Sarah tells me to do a lot of things, and I have to do it, or I get in trouble. Yeah, well, that's because I am the HBIC. <laughs> that's her official. We don't have titles like CEO or CFO. Sarah's just HBIC, and my title is da bomb. <laughs> well, you also had a I vision like for something, and you yeah. wanted to see it through the way you yeah. envisioned it. So yeah, I think you stuck crazy. true to you know what you wanted and, and what you and your it's, I mean, like, did we ever in a million th- years think we were going to be in this place? We're sitting in Brooklyn right now yeah. because we were invited Brooklyn, to present in Queens. <laughs> like, no, this is not where we thought we were going to be. I felt, still thought I would be in a school bitching about Which, all of the staff, but I am not. You know, so it's so yeah. Go ahead. No, so well, what do you think of uh, the East Coast? Okay, no? we Got are star. obsessed. Yes. Okay, and I, we, Lisa and I talk about this all the time. No matter where we go, we always want to move there. Like, right. you know, every city we've ever been to, we're like, this is it. This is home. <laughs> this is be it. And this is no exception. Until and I saw the real estate prices here. Yeah. So maybe just not yet. We don't think we can afford it. Unless Nobody we think we can handle traffic or they want to bury me off to. Right. Hmm. But we are obsessed every inch of this beautiful state so far. So what have you done so far in New York? Well, I mean, aside from going, well, tell us actually what do you think of the schools? Well, and New that's York. what's so yeah. funny. It's like everybody's like, so what have you guys been doing? And we're like, well, we went to this incredible school. <laughs> <laughs> What are you it talking about? Indoors and made of brick. <laughs> and my four stories tall. Oh, yeah, I saw trees. that picture that you posted. Yeah, that's what all the schools look like. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, what my school that. looks like, too. Yeah, so that when I had told the therapist there, I said, oh, my gosh, we're just even so happy to be in your beautiful building. They kind of looked at us. Yeah, with the like, history. You know, you said something about history. Yeah. They're just like, what? And we're like... You understand the city we're from is a hundred, it just celebrated its yeah. centennial. Right. They're like a history of malls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, in our buildings, you know, they're one story, they're outdoors, they, they just don't look like this. They um, also can't be too high, right, because of the heat? Is that a myth? You no, know, I don't even I know. I just don't up? think you need to go up. Okay. There's plenty of room to go out. You know? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> just like myself. Would you like to talk about that? <laughs> topic yes that's why i'm not drinking the wine because i'm doing intermittent fasting and uh yeah so i'm only eating for eight hours a day sounds a lot actually it sounds hard and it is wait so this is going to be all of the tuesdays you're going to have one sip yeah. I'm going to be just hammered. Just on Tuesday? No. Okay. Be no we record on Tuesdays. It's like, it's like the story of Sarah in my life. I'm always hammered and she doesn't drink. 
My, you know, I'm going on vacation in about a month, and I need to buckle down. And I'm hearing that it's really good for you. It's good for your metabolism. It apparently it's shrinks cancer cells. It's yeah. supposed to be great for you. So this you, is like kind of the newest thing. I yes. Think. And it, like Lisa and I are professionals when it comes to dieting because we've done them all. Um, and this is I have heard there's a lot of research that supports this. Yes. And me we're too. all about EBP here. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cheese and wine. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> wine and cheese. Wine and that cheese. doesn't even rhyme. Is the it way wine like W H or W I? It's W-I, because we don't want to yeah. appear like we're whining. We're just talking. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. I don't know why I asked that. So, anyway, so going back to the schools in New York, yeah. what do Beautiful. you... So, you mentioned before about SLP's caseload. So, for example, I work in a District 75 special ed school, self-contained, as you called it. I just updated my schedule today, actually, and I have 26 kids Jeez. on my caseload. Dream caseload. Is that... Until the Arizona yes. Therapist. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if you watched the news recently, you may have seen the whole Red for Ed of movement course, in Arizona, yes. and that's yeah. because we're funded maybe 49th in the United States for mm-hmm. education. SLPs in particular have, um, every district there is kind of city-based, so I know like here you guys have New York City with all of the boroughs, and that's why it's so huge. Everything there, it's just like all the little suburbs have their own school district. So New Jersey is like that, which is a close state to New York. But But it just makes um, the range of even how salaries look different, caseloads are different, but on average, it's probably 65 is a pretty typical number. Um, We have some friends that live, like there's one district that they're on a teacher scale but receive a $20,000 stipend as SLPs. And so I had gone to one barbecue once where they learned I was an SLP and they're like, oh, SLPs, you uh, make 20,000 more and work 20% less. Oh, And so there's that kind of like stigma too where it's, so then because in that district with the pay differential, they have like caseloads of about a hundred wow. because they feel like, well, we're paying you more, so you can just pile mm-hmm. on. It's not from the perspective always of what's best for the student because that's really what the caseload sizes is about. Is if it's manageable, then you can do better work with students. Yeah, and that's when we have we've learned a lot, and we've actually been asking a lot of questions because I'm always curious how special education is done in other locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love that from what I've understand, SLPs here had caseloads of sixty plus mm-hmm. twenty years ago. Well, I I actually have like fifty kids okay, okay, myself. So just do. me. You I do. don't have like a student. I don't have a SLPA. It's me. It's okay. just you know Deborah Brooks and yeah. fifty, maybe 50. fifty kids. She hasn't counted because it's that's not important. Like there's no there. The only time you ever have to sorry, you don't have to hold this for me, Maria. I'm sorry. I made you do that. A mistake. Um, but the only time that like anyone. I know how many kids I have is if anybody like seriously asked me as just like a question in terms of like wanting to know about my career but there's no part of my career that asks me how many kids are on my caseload okay so I don't know that offhand but I do know that when I order prizes I need at least 50 oh there's a problem Okay. So, yeah, that's what 50. I, I was told, at least uh, from the districts we've been able to visit and chat with, that they at one point had 60-something um, and have gotten them down to the mm-hmm. 40s and 45 range um, because of advocating. And I think the difference, obviously, is the unions um, allow you guys to kind of have more fight than we do back at home. Um, but we're the opposite. Like, we had 40 20 years ago, and now we're up to 65. Wow. And so there's, there's got to be some change there, and I don't know what it will take. And, again, like a non-union state, you know, what it requires – 
But you need to have a caseload that's manageable, right? Because how do you provide quality services right. to that many students? Right. I think you actually should run for senator because, you know, McCain is going to be 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I will vote for you. Senator? Is that, don't, don't most people start off as, like, mayor? Do you, have we met? She started at HBIC. She already oh, clarified right. that. And now she's supposed to be in charge of Arizona. <laughs> and uh, you'd be like Elle Woods up in yes. you know, Washington oh, holding Sparky. Okay. I love this. We yeah. should just at least write the movie <laughs> so that it happens. Sarah Bevier in D.C. So you guys said that you love Brooklyn. And wow. you and you spoke uh, spoke about how like the caseload is a bit like different in terms of Arizona and Brooklyn. Um, or in New York City in general. Maria works for the Department of Education, so she's in like that junior sect, and I work for an agency, so okay, I am not. The difference, I'm right? like yes. I'm like okay. an actor, like, kind of like a contract. We yes. call it a contract therapist. Mm-hmm. Yes. So our contract therapist in the state in Arizona, also in the states. Mm-hmm. There has been times when I've been here this week where I feel like I'm in a different country. <laughs> we call them contract the therapists states. too. Okay. Um, we yeah. call them just. I don't call them anything. In the just yeah. me. Yeah. So in Arizona, in Arizona, we call it a contract therapist, and that's kind yeah. of your punishment. We pay you more, but we also give you more students. Yeah. yeah. And it's whatever students can't be picked up by the school, right. the SLP schools, the right. schools, bleh, the SLPs the in the school. I work at a charter school. Right. So, okay. there are, so yeah, it's different. different for me. So, so, yeah, so you explain contract. with a contract right. worker. I oh. just want to be like, that's not what I do right. either. Okay. So I work in the school system, District 75. So if we had extra students and there's, uh, you know, let's say there's three or four SLPs in that school and you have 10 kids who are not being seen because all are our schedule is filled, then our supervisor or the administration will call in a company and will contract it out. Yeah. Or maternity leave or, you know, those kinds of things Yeah, maternity too. leave sometimes. It's, it's in, incredible. In Arizona, they use contractors for that purpose as well, but then also for um, a lot of charter schools yeah. use so contract char- Yeah, charter staff. schools yeah. or... So, yeah, I'm in a charter school, and then I also work at, like, preschools or home care. My agency has all the contracts for CPSE. In New York City, our special ed is divided into CPSE and CSE. What is CPSE? CPSE is Committee of Preschool Special Education, and then Committee of Special Education. I do preschool, yeah. Oh, I love preschool, but I like both. I like to, I do preschool, I do CPSE, CSE, and geriatrics. I work at a nursing home, too. Which is amazing. That makes you very well-rounded. Well, I'm trying, because I I don't want to be square. Yeah, it's true. So that's it's all. True. Um, but so I don't have this like like romanticized version of an SLP life that like maybe some people might think like how you said there's a stigma in your school. I don't really have that, but because I don't, ha- I'm not hired within the school. So like nobody knows anything yeah. about me. It's they're just different. grateful I arrived. Right. Right. Yes. That's good. Cuz then they're out of compliance. You just show up every morning with your coffee saying you're welcome. Yes. yes. I'm here. Right. Yes. The queen is here. I'm here to take that's the kids ex- off that's your exactly hands. That's exactly what I do. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so then we wanted to talk about um cuz we've both been to Arizona. So we wanted to talk about how much we loved being in Arizona. Yes. Do you want to you go first? Okay. Uh so when I went to Arizona, I loved Sedona. I felt like um I was so like relaxing. I'm into yoga, so I saw like a lot. Yeah, yeah, high energy. Yeah. yeah. Did you feel a difference in the energy? I didn't. I thought that was just like me and the no, people. No, there's nothing. Oh my god, there's, there's something there. actually to Sedona wow. in the energy fields. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. So hmm. we did like um we rented like buggies and we went hiking. We did something called Devil's Bridge. 
I don't know if you've heard of that, yeah. but we hiked really my knee, really high, my knees were hurting me, and I'm like, oh my god, I feel old, I need to, to sit down and meditate, which I did. Yeah. Yeah. Which so is the, a good place to do that. Next to a cactus. Yes. With no water for four days. I, I'm still going to vote that it's cacti, though. Yeah. Just going to bring right, back to right. that. Sorry. <laughs> don't worry, I'm just a native. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, loved when they got to be like on trend. Like all of a sudden, uh-huh. cactus became really cool. Yes, this, this year too. Yeah, I feel like last year was pineapples, thing. right? And now this year, yeah. cacti. It's all about the cacti. Oh, like yeah, yeah I seen, I saw cactus <laughs> shorts. Yes. Judy's yes. gonna be thrilled. Yeah. It's all about the cacti this year. Right. Right. It's all about the cacti. Cacti. <laughs> and also, when no I'm... pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> Also, you just said that you saw a rainbow in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. And when I was in Arizona, we saw a rainbow at the Grand Canyon. So I feel like that's it's just reciprocal so, right? rainbow sharing. Yes, rainbow yeah. sharing. Love it. So yeah. I loved Arizona. What did you think about it? I really loved Arizona. I went to Arizona in January of a year that was recent, like 2000. <laughs> I don't know. It's like 2016 or 17. So, so in a year. Yeah, it was, with two. it was a recent one. Seven. I went to Arizona, and it was in January, like I said. And just before Mike and I left, so Mike, my boyfriend, is a comedian. So he travels on the road with Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live weekend update um so we were going to arizona in january which in brooklyn brooklyn was a nightmare at this point it was um like it was snowy it was icy and we had a very early flight so i was rushing to park my car in brooklyn and i had gotten stuck on an iceberg in the street and so like hours before my flight to arizona i was like digging my car out of a iceberg so i you know already was very grateful to be in the heat when i arrived and then once i got there it was so fun because it was just a whole comedy weekend so we went to this mansion in the desert that a guy built out of scrap metal scraps just all around that he could find no (laughs) no you're gonna talk about the birthday cake castle no No. so this is so wherever so we were in like tempe and and um scottsdale okay that's where we were scottsdale's pretty cool i heard that's where like there's hot moms there and uh turquoise that's what i was warned with we're hot moms moms in mesa (laughs) (laughs) we went out in scottsdale i felt like everyone was so dressed up we went to the w hotel they were very super cool that upstairs bar yeah that's where we were yeah we we don't live in scottsdale yeah, the fancy people. We're the real housewives of Mesa, right? Ah, but that's close by. So right, you yeah, were like all... by where I was. Yeah. So this guy, he had created a mansion in the desert based on like materials that he had found at his um, just wherever he was. And the reason why he lived there was because he was living somewhere like let's say New Jersey, and then he was diagnosed with tuberculosis, and the doctor advised him to go move to Arizona where the air is thinner and drier. It'll be easier for you to breathe. That didn't work completely. For Doc Debunked. <laughs> so that's what I learned on the tour. It was like yeah. complete nonsense. Anyway, so then he got to Arizona, never told his wife or kid, and he got to Arizona and I'm he just found out. Blood, honey. It's nothing. No, well, I suppose she didn't get to see that. I don't. <laughs> it's just a little cold, honey. Well, he just skedaddled. They didn't even. Maybe she didn't know that he coughs. She thought he was dead. This there's no cell phones. There's no like find my husband, find my iPhone. Own app. So he goes to Arizona, and then if you 
if you um, just claim that you're going to mine on property at this time, then you can own that property. So he mine he was like a miner on the property, but he was building a castle out of scraps. Wow! And so now really? it's a tourist attraction. I've lived there my whole life. I don't know this story, Deb. Well, I'm, I'm completely lying to you. I've made all this up. Just to, oh, no, no, it's real. So, so then eventually he dies, and he has a lawyer, and the lawyer sends a letter to the the wife and the daughter, and they're like, and it says like, just by the way, I didn't die, I didn't vanish. You have a house in the desert of Arizona. Go to the house. You own it now. In a year. Live there for one year, and then you can open up the trap door and see what's underneath. <gasps> Tell me it wasn't him. What? It was him the whole time. Well, no, no, it wasn't him in the trap door. <laughs> okay. I don't remember what it was. It was nothing. Okay. It wasn't anything good. But that was, like, one of the fun things I, I did while I was there. Isn't that so funny? We were talking about this before, that, like, when you live in a location, you never do anything cool. Yes, i never true. been to the Statue of Liberty. Okay. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. So, there you go. It was so cold when I went, by yeah. the way. Right. And, but, like, freezing. I've seen pictures, yeah. so we're good. But I have never heard this story before. Well, look it up. I mean, I'm pretty sure take, I was a good so listener. We're going to have to go on the road and yeah. go check that out. We're actually going to have to... Tourist so, I think we also went to the Wrigley Mansion. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. That's the one oh, I have a story about the Wrigley Mansion from okay. grad school. Is it um, quick? Oh, great, because we're going to yes, talk yes. about It's amazing. Life. It's actually one of those memories that, it, like, she can go on forever. No, it's fascinating. Okay. So in grad school, they had some sort of, um, the wife of whoever owned that mansion was a sponsor for craniofacial disorder, oh. like, had this fundraiser oh, and whatever. Nice. So I went there with a professor from Arizona State, and so I kept, I saw the wife, and she was, like, one of those, probably, like, 25, perfect body, tan, you know, big fake boobs and whatever, just like me. <laughs> yes. I'm perfect body, big fake right boobs. Now, I mean, I know, you're, exactly. I'm trying to, like, contain my sexiness <laughs> in my plan all right now. <laughs> no, so I'm like, who is this chick married to? Like, I can't wait to see him. And I had seen this, like, random dude at this party. People are kind of dressed up, and it's this old man with, like, long greasy hair yeah. in a wheelchair oh. just like randomly around the party come to find out this is the father her baby daddy and husband and he was going up like it even gets crazier that he was going up to like shake people's hands and he had a jacket on and he had a rat up his oh sleeve my God. <laughs> I swear to God that's where the story has the to end for me because I have a like, phobia of rats yeah this was like and that's it I mean that's why it's a short story yeah, no, but it was good. just like I remember leaving there like holy shit money will definitely buy you anything so wait, you bought you a wife saw and kids the, you saw the rat yes oh he was my like poking God. his head on him and so like he'd go to shake somebody's hand and you'd hear like women well, would be like he was ah! a nice rat no, no. Well, There's I'm sure it was a pet if it was up, you know, his sleeve. You know, we live in New York City. Yeah. Our our uh, mascot is a rat that eats pizza on the subway stairs. Yeah, I haven't seen a rat yet. Good. Oh, good. That's good. There's yes. Yeah. So anyway, you went to Arizona State. Yep. Sarah and I both yeah. um, grad. Oh, we both went to St. John's. Okay. Good thing. I listened to the podcast that your first one, but I, is that where you guys met? How do you guys yes. know each other? Yeah, we, met we met at St. John's, you did? but okay. our graduate. All right. Because yeah. I went to the undergrad. I went. We both went there for undergrad, but uh, Maria went there in Staten Island, and I was in Queens. Okay. okay. So. Even though I was born in Staten Island, but I'm not from there. Kind of. I mean, I'm a little bit from there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a long story. We'll see. Yeah. I will so tell you the story of my you birth. guys met. Yes. <laughs> at another time. Yeah. Yes. 
that's how you guys met. How we met? Yes. Um, and so we, uh, Lisa and I both worked in the largest school district in Arizona, at Mesa Public Schools. We'll get a little shout out to them. And so Lisa was the lead at the time, um, and I was one of her minions. And um, yeah, <laughs> like I'm so evil and diabolical that yeah, I she just was like kinda, put that, everyone to work. That and I was is, like, also, <laughs> drinking my wine and cheese right. while y'all did all the speech therapy. Yeah, that would be it. We'll save that podcast for another time where I can talk about how she was so as wait, a supervisor. So wait, did you go to school together? Or? No, no, no. Lisa's so much older than I'm me. I'm the Vietnam vet. Yeah, Lisa's like got a good 20 years on me. So no, we didn't know that. Sarah was like from the high school musical era and I was in Vietnam. Right. So there's a little bit. I know it doesn't look like it because I'm so devastatingly sexy right. for 45. Right. right. Wow. The very skinny, giant, fake boobs. Yeah. Just yeah. you have to see her. Spray tan. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are the fake teeth called? Cap teeth? Veneers. 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 Got, got a veneers. nice set of veneers. Mm-hmm. Kind of like there's something about Mary. Right. That, um, what's his name? You never saw there's something about Mary? No, we didn't. I've seen that, but I just remember the scene with the hair. Me too. That's what I'm I mean, I know it was raining, but I don't think there's something else. Is that not rain in your hair? Yeah, no, this is rain. No, we did not know each other. Okay. in college okay. we met working together mm-hmm. and um kind of it was so funny actually one of the first times i ever met lisa we had talked about all these ideas we had had um in our life for cool products that we thought would really help you know therapists in the field and lisa i just i'll never forget this conversation i don't know if you remember it as clearly as i do because literally it was like the first day we're meeting i think she just got done interviewing me and she's like yeah i've got all of these like cool ideas and i just always think you know like maybe someday and i was like me too there's like the things i want to do and I thought about an app and blah blah blah. Oh, and, and that was real. You didn't just say that to get the job. No, okay. no, like this was, I already got the job at that oh, point. Right. They're yeah. Basically, there the it, to get a job, you have to be alive and not a child molester, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, have a license, right? Which I understand is very different than it is here. No, it's pretty much like that. Literally, anyone can get a job yes. in Arizona. We are pulse? desperate. It's you have a pulse. You have a license. Right. Really? Yeah. Sign because right here. They call it the mirror test. If there's basically, if you breathe on a mirror and there's then you have the job, right? But I understood it to be differently here. Different here. It's a, yeah, I, it the supervisor said she just interviewed about fifty um, people, and there's two positions available. Yeah. Well, some places yes, some well, places no. People are probably desperate to get into the Department of Education, That's which right. has less slots. But there okay. are several other positions available at this time. Like early okay. intervention, they're o- they always need or speech therapists. Or if you worked in an agency or something like that. So. Yeah, no, I could have said whatever I wanted to to Lisa that day. I would have gotten that job still. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but she did leave after the interview, and I was like, she sucks. And, but I guess we're going to have to keep, take her because we don't she's have anyone. She's one of the ones that we're just going to get anyway because yeah. she's got an air pulse on the only. But I do remember thinking at the time when we were having this conversation about ideas we've had and things that we want to do and, and just that idea of ideas, right? right. Like you, you know what needs to happen, what's missing in this field, things that you can do, um, but that action piece, right? And I think even at that time, I will never forget, Lisa had said something like, yeah, my boyfriend tells me all the time, like, you're so smart and you've got all these guy, good ideas, do something, mm-hmm. you know? And I thought that, and I always remember thinking that same thing, like, I think I was meant for more, like, you know, I think I was supposed to do something with my life. Um, 
Um, and so three years fast forward, something had come up, uh, come up where I had contacted her and I started talking to her about this idea for progress monitoring. And long story short, it evolved from there, and, and we actually did something about these ideas. Well, um, and I still remember though, like when we first first started working together and decided to take it from, um, we kind of entertained the thought of doing a project for work is how it really started, and then we realized there's no way we could do what we wanted to do on work hours, and then we're like, well, why don't we just create something? And so the first, I am a single mother, I have two children, and um, my life is very structured as far as time, because they've got their time slots, there are only certain times that I'm available, so we kind of landed on Friday after school would be like the first kind of, for the first, you know, next several weeks, that's when we would meet, and so I put it on the calendar for like three weeks, and like once it's on my calendar, it's there and it's happening. So Sarah looks back at, you know, I actually would show up. So that first week I showed up and then the next week she always talks about how like I just thought she was maybe going to cancel. Like oh, I really I don't want to do this. I've been working all week, right? So it's Friday and all I want to do is like chill and I'd be like, please don't come. Please don't come. <laughs> and, she'd and I'd be like, knock, knock, knock on her door. Yeah. So we worked in her craft that. room for a while. Yeah. So uh, how long how long did it take for us all, I guess between the idea of it and then yeah. you know the Quick meeting from idea of, to action yeah honestly. how long let's say and this is that what I, this is what I was talking about with having an idea and actually having some action like when you know ideas need to be born so if you've got one. It's come to you for a reason because it really wants to be manifested, right? So you've got to do something about that idea. I love that. That's yeah. so like Sedona. Yeah. Uh, yes. Which I swear I'm not like this like super. She crazy, just pulled like, that out of her vortex. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's bringing Arizona to right. us right now. But I do. I really do think that. No, and so there, when the day that Lisa and I kind of decided that we are going to do something about this, like we've really got some a solid idea here that needs to happen, we felt a, a physical shift in energy, and it was kind of from that moment on we thought like this is going. We're going to do this and so once we made the final decision that it was going to happen what do you think like we got our llc right away we started yeah, to get our llc and creating the tests we started in probably january and yeah. we didn't form our llc until april but we were working from january so it took us about a year to create content yeah. right. and you know content we always are creating but like that where we felt like we had enough content to put inside of the software and then we were doing content even simultaneous to app development so that is a, yeah. a monster unto itself yeah, I love, too. We're like, build this app. We don't have anything to put in it yet, but build this app. Yeah. Right. So, and that actually was even more of a push because we were meeting and doing stuff, but then it's like, now that you've forked over a nice chunk of change and you know that they're yeah. going to be building something, it's like, well, shit. It's like, we're, and I think both of us were kind of procrastinators by nature. We like deadlines. So once we had that out in the, the world with a date and we're like, well, we can't have an app with no content in it. And we had content, but it was just like, pushed it to kind of that next level of just cranking stuff so out. I have a question for you. Um, who wrote all the stories? Actually, Lisa. I will say the majority of the content, some things we did together, Rubrics, some, tasks, some sure. tasks we really broke up and I did some things and she did some things, but Lisa wrote the stories. Oh, she actually is a pretty decent writer. Judge Judy is my favorite. That's, yeah. that's, that's the J story for articulation, so yeah. check that out. Judge Judy is in the judicial judicium. <laughs> Whoa! All right, I have a goes. question, actually, because um, do you have like a lot of um, assessments or goals for children, like like D seventy five students? Uh, 
you know, kids on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. yes. So tell and us about that. We do. I know, we you know, a lot of SLPs caseloads have in the past been mostly Arctic or whatever, and now it's really changing. Right. It's a lot of autism yeah. and, you know. Do you collaborate with Beautiful Speech Life? She's like our neighbor. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. We yeah. love her. Yeah, we love Anne. Shout out. Yeah, we love, Shout out to Anne Page. we love ourselves some Anne. Um, so yes, so we do have tools for all of those. And again, this came down from I always had these caseloads of, of, of like like what Deborah had said about this general ed demographic, right, right? That are coming because they've got probably some learning disabilities and language needs, um, but for the most part are not are not this severe yeah, enough to need to be self-contained they need yeah. help they yeah. can't like it's hard for them to it's unfair it's to a point where it's unfair right but to but put them in a, in a gen ed class exactly but yeah, to put them my, in a smaller environment right. would be also that equally would not be unfair because right. these are people these are kids who look around and they think oh exactly. i'm gonna follow this lead so if we put them in a classroom where everybody else is far lower than they are then they're not going to have any lead to follow yes right. yeah and i'm a huge supporter of inclusion we can do a whole podcast on that. Yes. Uh, but for the most part, I, I didn't work with very severe populations um, in Arizona. In Mesa, we still have self-contained programs. Um, mm -hmm. We know where they get some inclusion, but for the most part, they're they're pretty much in these classrooms um, with students very like themselves. And so I always thought, if I have to go into one of those rooms, like if I right. end up on a campus with one of those classrooms, I'm screwed. Right. Like that is just not an area We're I feel comfortable friends. with. Yeah, that was not my area of expertise. And so that's kind of where we thought, you know, these need to go beyond just our, our kind of um, uh, SLI only students, right? right? We need something for pragmatics, so we need something yeah. for that, those, that ASD population, and then functional communication. Yes. And those are actually some of my favorites. Yes, that's uh, one of my favorites. And this is, we talked about this today too, the, the functional communication um, assessment and toolkit. What it does is helps streamline that thinking of all the things that you need to be considering right. with that demographic, right? Mm -hmm. So my biggest thing is that I hate to walk into a meeting with a list of needs and no strengths. Right, you know, yes. And, so, and when you've got really, really low-functioning kids, the needs are pretty easy. You've got a laundry list of things those right. kids aren't able to do. Right. Finding their strengths, though, is a challenge. Mm -hmm. And so I, lo I love those present level assessments that we have built in where I have strength. I can con confidently walk into the meeting, share with the parents things their kids are capable That's of, great. what they are yeah. doing. And I will say, you know, we have the present level assessments, which are awesome for that. But mm -hmm. then also we're collaborating with someone right now. And if you even want to give us input as sure. well, I want to develop a bunch of rubrics this summer because I think yeah. that's a great way. You know, yeah. we always talk about like rubrics that even the ones we currently have are for those skills that are hard to capture all the nuances of growth so usually what how we've interpreted that already is in our social language rubrics or um, we have a fluency rubric we have a story retail rubric but I think with that population the growth yeah. is um, you know gains for them are huge but they're right. not big gains always where you see it in all areas so if we could do some things where we're developing rubrics that look at task analyzing you know even the example you use today about localizing to a sound that starts at one place you want the ultimate goal is localizing to a sound yeah. they might have different prompts um, so I think we could develop yeah. some awesome or like distance right right across the room exactly. and like some example like that so okay yeah, we'll yeah. definitely talk about, about that sure. for sure yeah and then in the meantime, we would like to, so just like take a very quick glance into the life that you had while you were a student. So we talked about this yeah, briefly on our uh, first episode. I love how Sarah and laughs at that. I've only said it 18 times now. It's not even funny. Well, obviously it's a very good joke. <laughs> 
No, Listen, here's the thing. People always think we're sisters, which we kind of crack up about. I think we have similar eye colors, but everything else we're like, I don't think we really look well, alike. Well, you spend so much time together, looking. so you, like, take on each other's mannerisms. Right, and, like, maybe. People told me, like, I've already started looking like my puppy, who's, like, a wrinkly <laughs> mess. But, but we're so both adorable. adorable. Exactly. And I, we're equally adorable. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I love me so, some freaky wrinkles. Yes. <laughs> so me and Deborah were uh, in school together, and I will remember. I will never forget this story. We had. When was this? This was uh, 2013. No, we graduated 2012. I'm terrible with time. Okay, so I graduated this- in 1997. Nice. Oh. Well, OG not, in the house. All right. Yeah, 1997 and 98 were my favorite years for movies. In third grade? I know what you did last summer. <laughs> no, I think I was in fourth. Oh, Lord. I am um, so I know what you did last summer. Scream. All those. Best year. 1998. You know, 1997 is fine, but like 98 was my year. But yeah, we were in yeah. school together. And you know what? 2012? This was in 2012. Okay. It was the second semester of oh, grad school. Was it? I don't think so. Yet. I don't remember. Anyway, so we had to present on research methods class, and yeah, we had to pick. This professor hated me. No Wait, comment. I thought you were super charming. <laughs> and that's what yeah, got you through school. for her. And I've got, like, a long history with this woman, which we will get into, like, Sweet. next longer yeah. episode. Sweet. Yeah, can't which wait. Maria does, too. It's like too, a cliffhanger. I have one of those, too, Everybody's got one of those professors. <gasps> but, like, this professor tolerated me. <laughs> I think that she, she hated a, a large uh, part of me, but she... Um, she she also appreciated that I, I was who I she, was. You know, I think she thought you were quirky, as she said. Um, so <laughs> quirky. 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 I like that word. That's a good yeah, word. That's my mom calls something quirky. different. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mom, do you like this new shirt? Well, it's different, honey. It's quirky. It's quirky. You're quirky. Yeah, it was quirky. <laughs> Deborah was de- is definitely quirky, but um, we had to present, or we had to... You know, I don't. What did we know about doing our own research method? I mean, at this point, we all just kind of made stuff up. So Deborah was presenting on what was it? Non-speech. Iope. Iope. My presentation was on point. That is the the only thing. I might trade microphones because yours has a longer cord. Here, you take this. I'm trying to eat salami right now. Well, my hands are hands over that salami after I say this one thing. My, I did all of the work, and my presentation was on point. However. (laughs) I don't don't even remember what IOP was or what it was on. It's a, um, IOP is a, um, Biofeedback device that determines tongue strength by put by um. I feel like we're in freaking jeopardy right now. (laughs) What is a device? That whatever the hell she just said. Like if you ever want to feel really dumb as an SLP, like go to one of those praxis booths. Oh, have you? Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like the graduate students and they somebody yeah. drills them with questions that are on the praxis. Uh, they do this fun. at the Arizona convention every year. And my we went last year, and they may have an open bar. I'm just saying, allegedly there could have been some drinks involved. I don't but know anything about that. My answer to everything was vocal folds. Yes. And good. for whatever reason, they didn't listen to me. And that's yeah. why they lost. No, you'll never feel so dumb in your life. We don't even know how we passed the practice the first time. <laughs> that's great. Well, I know everything about this thing, but what Maria does. Yes. <laughs> so then she's put, she starts uh, her presentations on the PowerPoint, and all the slides were empty. So the best, was like, the best was just like, and that slide is empty, too. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, so IOP is good. And she just was, like, winging it. <laughs> and I, that's how you win every presentation. It starts with an M. <laughs> IOP. It's, so it's good. Oh, it starts with an I. But 
the mess is that she was like, go on to the next slide. And she'd be, well, look at this one. This one is blank, too. And then I don't even know how you were even shocked at that point. You were like, yeah, this one, again, is blank. Was there content there at one point that disappeared? Yeah, so it was a requirement for the course that you had to print out the slides for all of the people in the classroom. So I did it. All of the slides were printed. Everyone had them in front of them. The only person who had no slides was me. But you know what? Because I'm a bad ass. You are a bad so ass. So all I needed was the Kill title, it. and then I was like, I remember what I, I wrote got this. here. I got this. I'm <laughs> charming. I, say, I had like secondhand embarrassment for her. I was like, oh my god, that's my clinic. That was like, that's, that's where you look at your I, feet. I do associate myself. You know that moment where you're like, I can't yeah. look up. Yes. Like, it's just so uncomfortable right now. But but so that was us this morning. We had a pres- we had <laughs> some tech glitches this morning where we had no slides, no technology and we just rolled with it because that's what you got to do but what happened was i did it on like the google drive of the time of st john's and um i guess i don't know if i didn't save it and then i opened it up on the classroom computer and then it was like the information on the slides was not there but i had the i had the printed stuff so i got all the credit and it was just about like whether or not i was confident in my topic which i was and i did speak a lot about it but I will tell you, we were in a classroom of about 20 girls in research studies, and you know whose presentation everyone paid attention to? Mine. Deborah Brooks. Exactly. Because everyone was horrified. Yes. They were like, if that was me, <laughs> I would die. It. <laughs> what do you mean no slides? They told us we had to have slides. I don't get why she doesn't have slides. And she's still talking. But yeah, every slide was empty. But the title was there. I was just the title. I mean, it you was... pulled it off. You pulled it off. Yeah. So you guys met at Asha, by the way? I'm a little jealous because yes. I haven't been to Asha yet. Well, yes. you're going, but you're going in November? Uh, yes. We'll be Boston. there. I'm and so we'll hook you guys up with we some t-shirts. Yes. Because we make some fun t-shirts. Yes, you do. Can SLPs go to the OT uh, conference too? Because that one's in NOLA in April. We went there last summer. They had they had um, the summer yes. conference. Ash had their summer conference yes. last year. And we had the best time. Because Sarah is one of these people that anytime we go anywhere, she maps out like a million amazing things to do. Love so that. we did a gator. Like we actually held an alligator. Yeah. That's a little scary. That's nice. Oh, it's real. freaking awesome. I went to New Orleans because... Because once again, Mike is a comedian, and it was his Comedy Central half hour special, and it was the funnest weekends I've ever had. Aside, Arizona was super cool. But yeah, New Orleans, seriously, and that's so my daughter great. is my oldest daughter is going to be a senior next year and wow. is already looking at um, colleges, and she wants to go to Tulane. I'm like, yeah. Do it. Do, Do it. it. My Mom's going to come visit. I'll pledge with like, you. super smart. <laughs> and, like, he's been tremendously successful since then. So, from all of my knowledge, I would say... Do it. Yeah, we actually met somebody on the plane on the ride here that said his daughter just graduated with a degree in education, I think, I think yeah. and said that it's a really great school, good, great like, yeah, great experience yeah. for her, great education. So, all right, we got three minutes left, two minutes left in this, and then the, the pressure. What we end on first, we end on our tips and tricks, yes. and um, we're going. I'm going to pass the mic. Who wants to do their first tip or trick? Woo-hoo. Now, this is something that we like to give to I our listeners. To. It's something that you can use tomorrow it's not something you have to print it's not something that you have to buy it's not something that you have to create it's just something that you can do in the moment and I'll go first I think maybe as an example so my favorite thing to do with kids is on your head and then what that is to me hair that yeah there's something on my head so like if a kid's not looking at me I'll be like there's a duck on my head and they're like what and I'm like tricked ya now say (laughs) 
that that's amazing. Yeah. So I'll always say there's something on my head, even though it's not there, and then I'll just be like, tricked ya. Not I like I'm a liar. I pretend to put stuff on my head, like, oh, does it go here? And then they're like, no. And then they're always like, yes. I'm like, no, it really doesn't. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Failed. Everyone's I interested our, in like things on your head. Like, our entire job is just trickery. Yeah, no, we're like witches. It's a clinical term. It's sound like Dane Cook. It's sabotage. No, sabotage is a a true, a tried and true clinical technique. There's everything. There's anything we say, we're just gonna follow it. There's research for that. I'm wickedly good looking. There's research for that. I'm so smart. There's research for that. We're gonna progress monitor that. There's research for that. On your toolkit. That's right, toolkit. There's research for that. I'll go on my tip and trick uh i just kind of top of the, my head thought of it yesterday i was doing sequencing the little like you know we all have the little tiles and the student wasn't getting it and i was like oh my god i just kept pointing to the pictures and i was like let me get post-its so i got four post-its and i wrote first and then i did next and i drew a little arrow and then then two arrows and then last and i drew a little box and i kind of copied the board maker symbols like listen i didn't have time to print the board maker symbols <laughs> right. and laminate them I don't we invest the real sister yeah so i mean I felt like, and then I felt like it worked well, and it also had her helped her to narrate the story, like first, next, and yeah, following yeah. them. So it helped not only with organization and sequencing, but also to retell it more organized. I love like it. That. Thank post-its. you. Love it. And who doesn't and I like love post-its? post-its? Yeah, see, I love post-its. They're they everywhere. They come in all the colors. Yeah. They're sticky. Yeah. <laughs> I just like sticking notes places. Like, don't touch this. Wash the dishes. Yeah. Where's my charger? Nice dress, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. And your tips and tips. Well, so we've been talking a lot this week just about, you know, super glamorous topics like writing IEPs and progress monitoring and data collection. And one of my um, favorite tips that I don't think that I implemented well in early in my years was to do a quick little lesson plan and review your notes in the moment when it's fresh. Because if you are working with a group of students and you don't see them again until next week, and then you're trying to figure out what to do with them, like even the next day, like my brain is so far removed from that group by the next day. So in that moment, like right as they're leaving before the next group comes in, kind of take a moment to stop and reflect on what just happened? What do you need to pick up on the next week? And write that down. One sentence. Just Literally. Like it does possessives. not. Right. And here's the thing, too. Irregular past tense. Seriously. It's something. Just like one little. Just one word. Yeah. yeah. We, no, but we, I think as SLPs, we're super wordy and we feel like we have to write a novel. Bullet point that shit out. Like, just get it out while it's fresh yeah. and relevant. So that's my tip. Mm-hmm. That's also following the soap note, right? Yeah. Uh, that P and plan. That's exactly that. right. That's a part they sing in the school. Just going to forget about that. that once we get into the schools. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're so well, real life hits you. And yeah. so then you, a yeah. lot of shit. You got to have that P. Absolutely. <laughs> you got to pee. I always just realized what I said. Future sessions will target improving phonemic awareness, something like that. Something. If, if somebody can't right. spell right. or anything, well, or like left off on words. page seventy-four, and next yeah. week when right. I target, you know, right. just d- work, pick down. up on vocabulary or anything, like it just has to be relevant to what you did while it's fresh because inevitably that even when that next group comes in it's almost too late yeah, yeah but what you're saying sounds so simple but in actuality people are so burdened by the idea that they have to have this like 
perfect note that they write the note for the sake of the requirements, which right. has zero exactly. relevance right. for them as a clinician. Yeah. Right. So instead of thinking like so and so did this and this, like whatever you have to right. write based on like your job, just write down something for you. Yeah. Instead of exactly. for That's everyone else, do it for you. No, yes. it's, we always and say it's for the children. Yeah. Well, you have to do this hand movement where you kind of do like a passion <laughs> wave yeah. because everybody, like you know talks about all the work that we do and we just say what it's it's for the children yeah it's right. for the children so and it was perfect segue my tip would yeah. be about data because i absolutely agree with what you just said we should not be taking data because medicaid billing requires yeah. it or because the supervisor told us we have to it needs to be relevant and it needs to work for you i am a huge believer of i only take that quantitative data so that objective data where, um, where you need kind of the score the accuracy at the beginning of a session and ah. then i do not Get take data again for the rest of the session Mm -hmm. unless it's that qualitative anecdotal information that's going to help guide therapy right. for future events. Yes. So get it over with. Do it at the beginning. Like Don't that. do it again. I do that. Yes, yeah. Yep. Have the confidence within yourself to believe that you are doing everything in the best interest of the individual ahead of you, and then you won't feel like 100%. you're doing something wrong. No, this is all about what making sure that you're providing the best services for right. that student. Because if you yeah. keep telling yourself everything that you're not everything you're doing is not good enough your mind is going to believe everything that you tell it right. so you're going to torture yourself and i think that that's our quote i think that's <laughs> your mind will believe everything you tell it and i think you guys had such an inspirational story too of how you started slp toolkit yeah. and uh yeah i'm sure yeah, we, we all strive to be you behind the scenes are most yeah, glamorous to say look <laughs> So. No, they actually are. I think we get asked sometimes, like, do we really get along? We're like, mm, yeah, it's kind of like what you see Not is really. kind of what happens. Every yeah. time, like, they came to my apartment and then, like, the first one we had fought. to pee and then the yeah. second yeah. one was like, I was like, this. I can't drink any wine right now. It gives me a migraine, so go get me some beer. Yeah. You guys, this has been a real pleasure. You guys yes. are awesome. Thank you. So fun. Thank you for coming out to Brooklyn to chat with us on wine and cheese. And thank you to our listeners. Ciao. Later, dude. Bye. Every time I can end it. Perfect.